Be'ezus Hashem Yisbarech. We will continue Simen Yud Aleph of Egeres HaKodesh, the eleventh letter of the Holy Letters of the Balatanya, which is known as Laskil Chabina, to enlighten with understanding. We are going on a very deep, fascinating journey, deep into enlightenment. We're spending an enormous amount of time on a few lines of the beginning of a letter that the Alter Rebbe wrote. And the reason we are doing this is because, primarily because of the paradox of words. A person looks at words, he opens up a safer, and he sees the words. But the words themselves have no life. But if the words themselves contain the whole secret of humanity, if they contain the whole secret of your future, the whole secret of your success, how will you not miss that if you don't know? Words by themselves are very dry. Words have very little meaning to anybody. To fully comprehend the meaning of words, a person has to give tremendous meditation, tremendous attention to words. Did you ever learn anything that the words became alive to you? That you actually saw something? Did you ever learn some Torah? Did you ever learn a part of the Torah that the Torah actually changed you? That the the concept you learned, the... That you felt the idea of that Hashem put His essence into the Torah. He's a tremendous paradox with knowledge. A person thinks that he could know something. If you know something, is the beginning of, of, of recognition that you actually do not know. This is one of the biggest soydists that there is in Chassidus. The holy Mizritcher Magid, when he came to the Balshemtiv, the first time he told the Balshemtiv, "What could you teach me? What could you teach me? What what is the Hasidic approach that I do not know?" And the Balshemtiv saw, with his holy Ruach Hakodesh, that the Magid was going to be his successor. In fact, we have a tradition that after the Magid became a disciple, a student of the Balshemtiv, the Balshemtiv gave a pidya nefesh. The Balshemtiv considered the Magid to be his equal, to be the one that he went to, and gave him a pidya nefesh. The Balshemtiv considered the Magid to be on the greatest caliber, was his greatest student, and later on he became the Reb of the generation. He became the lamplighter, the torch of the Hasidic movement after the Baal Shem Tov passed away. 
And when the holy maggot came to the Baal he told him, what do you have? What could you give me? What could you possibly give me? And the Baal told the maggot, I want you to read for me the piece of Eitz Chaim. Read for me from the holy Kabbalah, from the holy Ariza. Read for me. And the Mizutra Maggid started to read, and he started to explain. And after he finished reading for a few minutes, he turned to the Balshemtiv and he asked the Balshemtiv, "Did I make even one mistake? Is there something that you could add? Is there something that's missing?" And the holy Balshemtiv told him, "You read 100% accurate. Every single you thing you said is emes lamitosa. You didn't miss out anything." But now allow me to read. And then when the Balshemta started to read, you were not able to see the room anymore. Everything the Balshemta said became animated in the room. There was no awareness of the room. The physical, in the physical place where the Balshemta was and where the Magid was, whatever the Balshemta was saying, became visual in the world. Two, three hundred years ago, we couldn't understand this. Today we have glimpses, metaphors of this with technology, with screens and so on. We can understand what it means to visualize something even though it's not there. As we explained by Matan Torah. By Matan Torah, you saw everything that's heard, everything that's in the books, everything about God, everything about things that you can't hold on to. You can't hold on to thoughts. You can't hold on to spirituality. You only hear about it. You only can get inspired by it, but you can't see it, you can't touch it, you can't see electricity, you can't see spirituality. You can only hear about it, but you see physicality. But by Matan Torah it was reversed. You saw spirituality. And you only heard about the ego, you only heard about objects, you only heard about the world. It was vague. The same exact thing happened when the Boshemtev spoke to the Magid, and he read the Eitz Chaim, the whole entire spheres of consciousness, the whole entire heavenly kingdom that he was describing was revealed in front of his eyes. And at that moment, the Magid instantly became a Talmud of the Baal Shem Tev. Now when Mashiach comes, the revelation of the Torah, the Torah Chadashim Ititetzi, the revelation of the Torah that's going to be revealed is the inner dimension of the Torah, which is known as Chassidus. The inner dimension of the Torah is going to be revealed. It's going to be revealed visually. But the Baal Shem Tev came on the scene as a preliminary, as a, as a way of bringing Mashiach. And he said that Mashiach said to him, when the inner dimension of the Torah is going to be revealed, Mashiach is going to come. And it is our job to learn the inner dimension of the Torah until it becomes alive in our own minds, until we're able to see these things to the best of our ability, where they take us over. So when we read three lines of the Balatanya, three, four lines that contain all of enlightenment, how can we possibly go by it? How can we possibly just allow it to be Empty words. Or words that we say, I know. 
Can you truly know? Are the words becoming alive? Did you ever think about this? Are the words becoming really alive? Are the words, do the words have such a vibrancy that you can see what he was saying? Or do you just know the words and we're moving on? It's a Hasidic tradition that the words have to start to dance when you begin to start to know that you don't know. The words have to start to become alive. And over here we are saying that the Balatanya is laying down the beginning of enlightenment to people who are suffering, to people who have anxiety, to people who want to find real meaning, they want to become enlightened. And therefore we are understanding that it's extremely important to fully, fully grasp the enormity of what the Balatanya is about to say. And once a person grasps how enormous it is, then they can make it their obsession. It's precisely the idea that a person thinks that he has knowledge that doesn't allow him to become enlightened. Because he doesn't know what enlightenment means. Enlightenment means that you have no knowledge. Enlightenment means that you do not know. You cannot know anything. Enlightenment is the paradox, is the ultimate paradox of life. The ultimate paradox of life is that if we don't know the beginning of enlightenment, then everything will be old. And everything will be dry. Because everything you know already. But knowledge, knowing something is in the past. But the past is not here anymore. So what you knew yesterday is over with. And that's the paradox of presence. The word presence, Yishkoi. What does the word Yishkoi mean? What does it mean to be present? It means to be here. But to be here, you can't be anywhere else. You have to be fully present in the place that you are right now. But to be here means that you have to be constantly present because you're here right now at this moment fully and then the next moment arrives. So you're here fully for this one moment in time and somebody offends you, somebody hurts you. And now the ego says, well, I was enlightened. I believe Yishkoi, I have to be here fully present. So now let me hold on to that moment. But then it's no more Yishkoi, then I'm not anymore here. So there's a tremendous lightness, there's a tremendous easement, there's a tremendous joy that a person has to have at the moment, every single moment, in order to be fully present. Because if he's getting stiff, if, he's, if, he, if he knows the moment, if the moment is something he wants to hold on to, then he's entirely missing everything else. 
So the beginning of all enlightenment is to realize that you must have complete attention. You can't resist something if you're having complete attention. A person can't resist something that he's, has, he's having complete attention to. And this is the beginning of what he wants to talk about with pain. That in fact, if a person would be fully alive, fully in the moment right now, full with the full joy of life, of the miracle of life, of the incomprehensible miracle of life. Not the illusion that I'm holding on to the miracle of life. Not the illusion that I want to have one minute of joy. But if a person would be fully aware of the miracle of Hashem creating him, that he is something from nothing, every single moment. If he would be aware of that, that attention alone, would obliterate all pain and suffering, would obliterate all problems. Because you can't have resistance and attention at the same time. You can't have joy, true joy, which is the joy of life, and some type of imagined pain, imagined problem that's going to be in the future. And this is what he's starting to say over here. That's why it's extremely important that these words become alive. We spent all this time that these words become alive, that we're able to swim with these words. We're able to see how these words dance because these are not just a few words that he's about, that he's saying. So he's saying that he wants to enlighten you with understanding. And we explain that this enlightenment is a paradox. Because to understand something means to hold it. And to enlighten means that it's infinity. So how could we hold on to, how could we hold on to something that's infinity? And the answer is we cannot. It has to be a perpetual thing. It has to be a constant thing. You will never be able to say, I... I am enlightened. I went out of this year and I got enlightenment. And let me share this enlightenment. And let me hold on to this enlightenment. And let me talk how enlightened I am. That's a complete confusion of enlightenment. That's still the ego talking. That's the Nefesh of Bahamas talking. La'askil chabina, to enlighten with understanding, means to understand how enormous enlightenment is. And that's why he starts out and he says, Ki lo Hashem. Do you think, I'm going to paraphrase, do you think, I can give you enlightenment, the derech of Yishkun Hashem, that I can tell you, Zu haderech Yishkun Hashem, or Zu Yishkun Hashem. No, he's talking in negative. You cannot, I cannot tell you how to, what means enlightenment. I cannot tell you to hold on to, to Hashem. I can even tell you, I cannot even tell you the path to it. I cannot even tell you the path. Because even the path is a, it's a confusion. This is not the path. Are you ever going to get there? Are you going to get there? Is there a moment in time that a person is going to become enlightened? Is that what we're talking about? That's ego. 
That's again the ego. One moment of time, one brokenness, one moment of time. But the Chiddush of the Baal Shem Tev is Hashem's creating the world brand new every moment. The gift of birth is the paradox that every single thing is, is new. So I'm going to enlighten you that you're going to know. I will enlighten you, become enlightened, and now I know my spouse. That's precisely the opposite. You don't know your spouse. You don't know anything. Because knowledge, the, the idea that I know something, is the beginning of all, all deception. Every single thing is brand new. You don't know nothing. And if you know anything, that's again the ego. That's again a misunderstanding of what's going on. If you know life, then essentially you're not alive. I know this already. I heard this already. That's a tremendous trap. It's seeing this trap alone that's the beginning of enlightenment. It's seeing how much years a person lives in his life. Everything's boring. That's the beginning of a person who's not enlightened. To recognize that. Is there something boring in this world if you realize that the only thing that happens is right now? Your heart pumping, your lungs breathing in and out, your eyes open, you're being created from the Boyd Olam, from the creator of the world, with his infinite chachma, his incomprehensible wisdom, is creating you something from nothing at this moment right now. And you would give every dollar you have up just to have another minute of this because that joy is beyond your mind. So can you know that? Can you know that joy? Can you know the joy of life? Can you know it? No, it's incomprehensible. It's primarily the reason you're escaping it. But it's the only thing you have. So you meet your spouse, and your spouse says something negative to you, and you can't end it instantly, because you want to hold on to that pain, you want to hold on to that hurt. But if you got the beginning of enlightenment, you would see that, how could you hold on to anything? In the face of the life. In the face of life, in the face of the gift of life, the miracle of life, the incomprehensible miracle of life. How are you holding on to one minute in time? And this is the beginning of what he wants to say. That if you're pursuing a life, of the desiring of the life of the flesh, that the flesh, that your body, your sense of self, should continue to grow, if that's, what you're, if, that, if that's the mission of your life, you'll never be enlightened. You'll never have a moment of enlightenment. Not even one moment of enlightenment. You go through 50 years of zero enlightenment. Because the path to enlightenment... The path to enlightenment is the recognition that not by the path of desiring the flesh will you ever be enlightened. Because if you're resisting what is, if you're resisting right now what is, then how could you know what it is? Complete attention means zero resistance. That's the point what he's trying to say. Complete attention to the miracle of life means zero resistance. But with all your pains, with all your illusions, with all your things, your, with all your desires, your suffering. Desiring means essentially to, to suffer. Why do you have any desires at all? The, in face of the miracle of life. Because it's old, says the Balatanya, in the Sayyid Maimonim Kitsarim. But is it really old? Is it something you know? Do you know the miracle of life? 
It escapes your mind. That's precisely why it's so magical. That's precisely why you should not give it up. That's precisely why you should focus on it. But a person is not concerned with these things. And even if he does become concerned with it by starting to learn the Torah, or starting to engage in mitzvahs, which keeps Yishkoin, is the Shama Yishkoin of the Eberster, which keeps him present, keeps him balanced, his Chayim Besarim kicks in. His animalistic drive, he wants to hold on to it. He doesn't want to let it go. And that's again the ego. And that's why he says the beginning of enlightenment is to know I'm not giving you enlightenment to hold on to. I'm telling you not by this path will the light of God dwell, by desiring the life of flesh. And then he says these words, These are the beginning of the words of enlightenment. That this means that from the outset, one should be so nullified that he has no desire whatsoever in worldly matters. From the outset, you hear those words? That's one of the main reasons we focus so many shiurim on this. He's not talking about struggle. Go eliminate your will. He's saying, see it with such clarity, with such vibrancy. See the idea in your life, by your chuppah, by your deathbed. See it so real, that at the outset, you will have no desire. Because if you're going to do a life full of struggle over here, when, when are you going to see it? But over here he's talking to a person who has tremendous pain. The structures of his, of his chayim besarim, of his animal, has been taken away from him. The growth, the imaginary growth of the animal kingdom, where I'm going to conquer another person, I'm going to get another compliment, for one moment in time my face will land on a magazine, for one moment in time everybody will worship me. That aloneness, the being alone, the sense of self-growing to imaginary proportions, was stripped away from the person who was suffering. It was stripped away from him. And that person, the Balatanya is telling him, if you would just realize the miracle of life that you have, the incomprehensible miracle of life. If you would just realize that, you would have zero suffering. And that's why he lays down the path of enlightenment. He says the path to enlightenment with understanding is to recognize that by desiring your desire of the flesh, there will never be Yishka and Er Hashem. There will never be the delight of the presence of God can never be there. Because you're too full of yourself. You're self-preoccupied. You're too full of your animal. You're chayim besarim. It's too important for you. One moment in time when you can have nachas from your kids. One moment in time you can have pleasure from your wealth. One moment in time that you're hoping to have be fulfilled, become something. And that is the beginning of enlightenment. It's this sentence. And that's why we spent all this time. And now the Balatanya is going to go on to how a person can make it real in his life. And over here he starts to be Inyan, to clarify this matter. To take this and to make it into Bina and Das, to make it part of your life, to actually take this comprehension, this enlightenment, this spark of enlightenment. He says, in order to make this real, you need to have understand. I need to clarify to you this concept. The only way you can begin to understand this is when there's an absolute belief. There's absolute support. And Muna comes from the word support, that you, not, you believe in God. It's, your support is in God. Your Muna, your umness, your, 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 your full understanding, your, the, the recognition that you don't understand, that it's, it's beyond your mind. 
an absolute belief in the Yoytze Bereshis. And the word Yoytze Bereshis means the one who formed with Reshis. Reshis means Chachma, God's wisdom. Meaning to say, means that the creation of this world right this second is from God's knowledge. And this is an incomprehensible wisdom. The wisdom that's creating this world right now from something from, from nothing. What you see every moment, the birth of life every single moment that's brand new, even if you look at it for one moment, the birth of life, the paradox of life, that there could be something alive and breathing and living and growing and pumping means it's nothing. It's from a place of incomprehensibility. The creation of this world right now that you're living is every single time and every moment. That I am creating, God is creating this whole entire world. Something from nothing. But over here he says, you should know the nothing I'm talking about is not the nothing you're thinking. It means, When I tell you the word nothing, I mean incomprehensible. I don't mean nothing. I don't mean emptiness. I mean that it's incomprehensible. And that's why I'm going to paraphrase. Do you want to understand? Do you want to hold on to the miracle of creation? Do you want to be able to understand? Do you want to be able to hold on to your spouse and say, I know my spouse. I know my child, I know this person. The person walks into shul, yes, I know him. Do you want to really know somebody? That means you're living in the past. To know something is impossible because the Bria is yesh me'ayin. Yesh me'ayin means from the chokhmah of the Ebeshur. The chokhmah of the Ebeshur is incomprehensible. So the gift of life that you have at this moment is incomprehensible. And if you're not attentive to that, if you're involved in Chayim Bersarim, you'll miss it entirely. And the person who was experiencing pain over here because he had all of his structure stripped away from him, he had a portal, he had an opportunity to be involved in Yishkan Hashem, to be empty, to be aware, to be able to focus on the gift of life that there is right now. With, with the ego obliterated, the ego disappears, disintegrates. Not that there's work, the ego disintegrates. And the moment of your chuppah, the ego is gone. You have yourself just to get out of yourself. You have yourself to just discover the other person. Why did I bring myself to the table in my moment of my chuppah? So I could discover my spouse. I use myself, my animal, just to discover her. Just to feel her, just to know her. Just to put myself away. So I have myself to put myself away. So every moment I have myself, and I discover beyond myself. But if I'm too obsessed with myself, how could I ever discover anything? And he says the beginning of putting this enlightenment into life is to realize that this is a new, this is a, this is a, a new concept every moment. Because from every moment, the reason why you're missing it, he's going to go on to say in a minute, the reason why you're missing the boat of this is, because it's any musig l'shum nivra. It's not comprehensible. When I'm talking about it, or you're talking about it, do I hold it? Do I grasp it? No, we are talking about something that's beyond comprehension. But that beyond comprehension is what keeps us talking about it, what keeps it so new, what gives its vibrancy, what makes it so magical. But that magic only happens in this moment right now. But if you're deeply rooted in the mind, deeply rooted in the future, deeply rooted in the past, if you're hoping that one moment of time is going to save you, that's the biggest illusion of all. One moment of time you're going to have pleasure. It's precisely when structures of your ego are stripped away from you that allow you to be fully attentive, fully present. Why would you allow that? Why would you resist 
that opportunity. And that's, what he's, that's why he's giving the gift of enlightenment over here. But the gift of enlightenment is a gift of complete emptiness. Complete lack of knowledge. It's ain't a musik l'shum nivra. You can understand it. You can understand the Torah. The Torah is brand new. The Torah has to take you over, has to change you, has to enlighten you. But if you want, if you want to hold on to it, if you, want to, if you think you understand it, if everything's old, it's never going to work. And that's what the beginning, what he's trying to say. That if a person is fully aware, and he's misboining in this concept, in the depth of his consciousness, how is it possible that there could be anything bad in your life? That's an interpretation. Is there something really bad in your life? Could you have any problems at all? In the, in the face of the miracle of life, you would give up everything to have this. But it's only your interpretation, your irritation, your chayim besarim, you're deeply rooted in your mind. Because the moment right now is incomprehensible. But if you had complete attention to the moment, you would have no irritation, you would have no resistance, you would have no reaction. But it's the lack of putting away yourself. It's yourself that you're trying to get fulfilled. And that's what the Balatanya is sharing with this person. And ultimately, it's our job to make this real in our life till we live with the newness of everything there is. And we end everything negative instantly. So we have pain, we have anxiety, but we end it instantly. Because that's the beauty of ending the previous minute. That we can end it entirely. And then we can be fully present for the, the moment that we have right now. And that's the beginning of what he's talking about. That a person can experience Yishkan or Hashem is by realizing the miracle of the creation of, of every moment. That every moment you created something, from nothing. Nothing means the incomprehensible mind of God. And that's the greatest magical thing that there is. And a person who begins to understand that, all of his other desires of one moment in the future get instantly disintegrated.